Welcome to Changing Your Dreams, Parenting a Child with Special Needs, a podcast where we shine a light on the unique grief of special needs parents that few people recognize and no one really talks about. I'm your host, Laura Kitts. How do we live a beautiful life with chronic stress and grief? How do we nurture ourselves while we nurture our children? How do we make ourselves a priority when they need so much? My guests and I will discuss this chronic, ever-renewing grief, transforming your dreams, and how to take care of yourself along the way when parenting a differently abled child. This episode is sponsored by Flight Club. Join a circle of friends who understand you and your life as a special needs parent. Combine that with monthly guest experts, live self-care accountability sessions with me, and easy, actionable assignments to help you emerge from the hard work, transformed, just as the butterfly from her chrysalis, and you've got Flight Club. Hello, friends. Before we get started with today's episode, I want to let you know that this is the last episode of my first season of the podcast, and I appreciate each and every one of you for being with me and listening and learning I'll be taking a short break over June and July to be a full-time mom, but I'm excited to come back in August for season two of Changing Your Dreams. I may pop in a couple of times over the summer with a mini episode or a quick check-in because I'll miss you, Um, but season two will officially kick off in August. So as the parent of a child with special needs, I find myself with a lot of questions about my daughter's well-being her health, her education, what her future holds. And over the years, I have learned how to get clearer answers about those things for myself. Today's conversation is with Jennifer Waller, a mom to seven-year-old Bear who has autism. She too had questions, and so we sought out some spiritual guidance and wanted to share it with you. So let's get to it. So tell me about Bear. How old is he? What does he like? What lights him up? What makes him happy? What is he good at? And then where are his challenges? He's seven. He'll be eight in August. Um, He's very, very bright. He likes to learn. He can be very competitive. He wants to do things perfectly. He's outgoing. He he knows a bunch of people in the neighborhood that I have no idea who they are and they know him and he knows them somehow. Um, And I really, he loves reading, learning, and just, he's getting into sports, which surprised me, but he wants to play basketball. And um, where he struggles is with mood instability, just very like big mood swings, irritability, agitation, um, anger, just oppositional behaviors, um, social situations, wanting to control things and just having these big reactions, um, fighting with his brother, being aggressive with him, just, just lashing out lot 
How does he do with other kids, not his brother? He loves, he's very social. He's the only extrovert in the family. Um, okay. But he gets, it doesn't come naturally to him. So he, he wants to interact and, but it's, it's almost like he's struggling to figure out like, okay, what game are we playing? What do we mean by this? You know, what, what is this situation? It's like he has this confusion and anxiety over, you know, are they, are they teasing me? Are they being mean? Are they being serious? Is this play? Um, and he can kind of like just be a little too serious and a little too intense and, um, he'll want to do things his way and get very upset so. so i'm seeing like um like a filing cabinet in his brain and like the drawer opens and then he's fingering through all the files to find this past experience that he can draw from and so if he doesn't have a past experience in his filing cabinet he doesn't know what to do and then that makes him anxious yeah that makes sense yeah so does he does he um like hit the other kids or or you know be aggressive with them or anything like that at this point no not physically um because he does know you know you're not supposed to hit people and that doesn't really come up much but a lot of like yelling or just mm -hmm. kind of inappropriate dialogue mm -hmm. it's a little it's out of proportion with the situation mm -hmm. um, i mean with his brother then it'll get physical but right it was at this point in the reading that i explained to jennifer that when she was first describing bear's challenges and struggles I had felt a sensation right in the solar plexus area of my body, which is just below your breastbone. It was a circle about the size of my fist, and it felt like light pressure. And it lasted the whole time that she described his struggles with mood and emotions. So I'm getting that, that that's where he has a block, like an energy block. And again, I... So maybe it's the solar plexus area that you could focus in on. Um, I'm not super familiar with all the chakras. I just know generally what they are. Um, so I would, I would say to look into that solar plexus chakra, see what it like stands for or what it, you know, what it is about. Um, and if any of that makes sense to you related to, you know, maybe what he has going on. Um, and maybe there's some sort of meditation or, you know, some sort of exercise that you could do with him to, I'm also, I'm also feeling deep breathing. Like would he participate in, in breathing exercises with you? Maybe not in those moments, but maybe okay. when he's good, yeah. like when he's feeling good and, and doing well, mm -hmm. would he? Yeah, I was just going to say, because um, he knows about, you know, the deep breathing and different things like that. But 
in the moment. Yeah. That's when I'm like, okay, let's take some deep breaths. And it's rarely something that mm-hmm. you will be open to. Mm-hmm. Look into that solar plexus chakra. I, th- that's just, that's what I'm getting about it. Um, let's look into that after and see what might, what we might dig up with that. Interesting. <clears throat> and so back to the filing cabinet and and him like not having those so he doesn't know what to expect like you said you you can you know that he's trying to figure out what's going to happen what are we playing how are how am i being perceived and that's all anxiety that's all the unknown the fear of the unknown because he doesn't have an experience to draw on from that and so you know that would just come to as much as you can and obviously you can't every second for every experience but as much as you can give him a rundown ahead of time of what's going to happen and obviously when he's just playing with kids that's more unpredictable but as much as you might know about what's going to happen in that play experience um, might help him feel better about it mm-hmm. like of that unknown anxiety because it because while he might not know what's going to happen um c and f at least he knew you know you prepared him for a and b and d and e and and then g were going home <laughs> you know and so there won't be as much unknown and as much of that like <clears throat> spiraling head of yeah what's going to happen with all these things. And then there's these kids that I don't know. And then there's, and I don't know when we're going to have lunch and I don't know when we're going to leave. And I don't know if we're going to the store after that, you know what I mean? Just all those things start to spiral. Right. And so as much structure as you can put to any sort of activity that's out of your normal routine, like, you know, if he, if he knows what your day is, as far as you're going to, school, you're going to do this, you're going to do that throughout your normal days at home. If those are pretty typical, then you wouldn't need to do that. But if your days aren't super typical, because you're still super out of whack with COVID, which is total, which is totally normal (laughs) to be not typical right now. um, In that case, you might really want to make him a visual schedule. Have, do you have a, have you done that before? Any sort of visual schedule? A little bit, um, like I have a whiteboard upstairs in the room where we do schoolwork and I'll write stuff down. Um, I, I, yeah, I guess I, I take for granted the whole, like this whole idea because um, he's not, he doesn't seem super, super rigid. He doesn't, uh, like he's more sensory seeking so he can transition. It's not like you know, we're here and then we're going to go to the store and oh, it's a meltdown because we're transitioning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sensory seeking makes it so that those transitions are usually okay. And so I take for granted like, oh, well, he does need to know what to expect because it's the unknown that makes, mm-hmm. that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. And also COVID. Yes. I also yeah, never know. <laughs> Everything's just still. And you'd think that we'd have it after a year, but we don't. It's still, it's still not, I know, I, same, I get it. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I I feel that, God, I'm glad that resonates. Thank you for that confirmation. 
Okay, so what else? Keep keep telling me about him. Let's just see what else comes up. Um, Do you have any specific questions or some specific scenario that you'd love insight on? Um, maybe with with the therapies and the approach that we're taking, um, any indication that it's we're on the right track or there's something missing or it's there's nothing that's going to help or um, as if maybe what we're doing is is bad and like not helpful at all I don't know I don't think and I, yeah there's nothing that you can do that's bad um, and so do you have so what all therapies are you doing you're doing OT and speech and and some maybe modified ABA, is that what you'd call it? Yes, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so talk to me more about the ABA. It, yeah. Are you, did you find a place that, that meshed with your philosophies and are delivering what you believe or did you have to create that at a place and make them fit your mold? They are very flexible and make an attempt to kind of just observe the families and fit in. They, they try their best to fit into the families and just, you know, this is how they do things. Let's tailor it to that and let's mold things around that. And um, it seems like it's more, I almost feel like it's more like they're playing and some little skills here and there that are just playing together and um but the the difficult behaviors don't really pop up with them mm. and in a way I almost feel like it's more for me because they come in and especially the BCBA who is only here like every other week and she's been with us for a couple of years now and she you know just her presence I find comforting in some way like she mm -hmm. gets some aspect of what we go through and seems to believe me and seems to support or encourage me in some way mm -hmm. I almost feel like some of it is just having the connections like because we don't have extended family like these are people that are here and care about him mm -hmm. as opposed to and that's a good thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 So what do you question about whether or not you should continue with that? <sighs> um, just wondering if our resources would be, if they should be put into something else, like if there's something that would be more helpful for targeting the actual behavioral issues mm -hmm. um all of us and as a family when do the behaviors come most often um it seems like there's always been a cyclical nature where he'll have a good week or two and be in a pretty good mood and just trying to do his best and and then there'll be a week or two that it's just horrible from sunup to sundown and any little thing can set them off. Mm -hmm. 
and so and so with it being so in rhythm he he's in a rhythm it sounds like mm -hmm. very much right mm -hmm. it's patterned rhythm have you specifically tracked that or is this your observation in your head you're knowing in general just an observation mm -hmm. write it down so, you know there's i just feel like there you know what energy is he in tune to that makes him so rhythmic i mean is it the moon is it you know something so um seemingly simple right that at least could be identified um but there's something about his energy and the environment in some way. So I don't know if it's the natural environment like the moon or if it's more of a man-made construct of an environment. Has he always had that rhythm or is it a newer? It's always pretty much always been there. Always been his rhythm. As long as I can remember. Mm -hmm. So I'm getting a tingling on my face. So let me see if I can get more information about that. Okay, I'm not getting anything further about my face, but I did ask if, you know, his rhythm is somehow in sync with the moon. And I got to know it's not the moon, but it is something that's caught, you know, so that causes his energetic rhythm to be such. Um, so let's just tap in to see what might be able to be done about that. Okay, so they do say there is something that we can do to alter his energetic rhythm without medication something more natural. So let's just tune into specifically your therapies. Um, I'm feeling like the OT would be the smartest um, remedy uh, for this. So let's just see if they feel the OT because you've recently started. You haven't been doing it very long or have you done it and then stopped and then come back to it? Uh, we just started recently, maybe a couple months ago. Yeah, so that's still very new in the, in the scheme of our kiddos changing their brain wiring and their energetic wiring. So let's ask about the OT. Okay, so they do say that the OT is a good um, remedy for this rhythmic cycle. Um, and so I encourage you to talk with your OT specifically about that, making sure they understand this pattern that, and that's always been what he's had. Mm -hmm. I think that's really important for them to understand because that's a different perspective for them to, you know, see him with. Um, and that might get there. I feel like that's going to get their wheels kind of turning maybe about something in a different way or will spark something or they'll later they'll read an article about this that'll go, oh, you know what? You know what I mean? I feel like that's important for them to know. Okay. Okay. 
Hey, I just got the ping about the solar plexus again. And so I asked if the solar plexus, that sensation, that area that I was feeling, if that has anything to do with his rhythm. And they said, yes. So again, I, I say, let's investigate into that area and see if he just has some sort of blocks um, in that chakra. And you know, this sort of thing, he's only seven. So this is something, I mean, it could be his with brain wiring and uh, autism, but it also could be just something that he's carried through from an ancestral line. Mm. Because that, you know, trauma stays in your DNA, that sort of thing is passed down from generation to generation. Um, you know, that's why you'll get, you know, certain cultures and areas, you know, if you think of the deep south, the certain ways, or you think of, you know, this way, you know, certain cultures in certain ways, they all have these, you know, same traits that keep going from, you know, generation to generation to generation. And some of that is just learned by observing your parents. And some of that's just stored in your body. Yeah, that's interesting, because that's something that I was just curious about is any role of, of trauma, whether in this life or, um, you know, past generational stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel, uh, I feel cleared now. Like I feel open now. So I feel like, I feel like that is where we need to go. Wow. Amazing. Do you have any other questions? So he's a sensory seeker. Do you give it all? Oh, and I just got the pun, which I love because I am goofy. <laughs> but do you give him big bear hugs? Sometimes. Oh, he needs no, big bear know. hugs. Yeah, okay. He needs big bear hugs if he's a sensory seeker. And oh my gosh, the fun you could have because his name is Bear. <laughs> I'm super cheesy like that. So it tickles me. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. So you can make a thing of that. And oh, and I feel like, oh yeah. So you make a thing of that and it becomes a joyful bonding experience between the two of you. And then you can implement it. Oh, I'm getting full body confirmation for this. And then you can implement it when he's starting, when you're starting to see the scales turning, <laughs> the mountain sliding and the, whatever the behavior starting to erupt. Um, now I don't know exactly what his meltdowns look like, but I know with my daughter, I can feel them coming. I can see them coming. There's these, this, there's little signs that you just know, and you just, you mm -hmm. just feel a shift in the energy, and you're like, oh, okay, I've got a tiny window of time right now where I might be able to turn this around. Yeah. <laughs> if I try to implement, you know, any one of these three or four strategies that we have right now, I might be able to save it. Um, and, but if you don't act quick enough, it's too late and you just got to <laughs> let it run its course. That, yeah. That's how my daughter works. And so that's what I feel like the bear hug 
could turn it around once you've established that it's this joyful bonding experience that makes him feel good emotionally with love and makes his body feel good if he's a sensory seeker and it helps him to organize then you can use that as a distraction a game changer a meltdown stopper in those moments when you feel he might be starting to shift and flip a switch Mm, like that. I want to make that a thing. I like it. That would be a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling that. Good. Too. Mm -hmm. Good. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I appreciate the confirmation. It, it helps me know I'm on the right, right path and connecting mm -hmm. with the truth. If you feel that's a truth. So. Yeah. Definitely reestablishing building connection is something that I want to focus on. And it's just hard if there's resistance there, which there often is um, just learning to speak his language and, yeah. and find that connection in a way that feels safe to him. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get that. I do. Mm -hmm. You're such a good mama, Jennifer. You are. You're so beautiful. I just see your soul shining through. And I know you, I, I feel like you like to hide that soul. You have this shield in front of you, but I can see through it. Because I'm magic like that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you have a beautiful light, so... I can see, like I see a, like a barrier in front of you, like a, like a screen, but it's got cracks in it. And then the light beams are just pouring out of the cracks, shining through. Oh man, that's a powerful image. It's beautiful. So how do you feel about all this? Do you have any other specifics around bear or any other questions or? Um, I mean, I, I guess one other thing that I don't know how to describe it or ask it, but just lifestyle changes because we're in this transitional period. And I'm wondering if a big lifestyle change is good. Is that, is, if that's a good thing, just something big, a big change or, or if that's not <laughs> mm -hmm. well before i you know before even tapping in just in general change is hard for people all people right change is just hard and so um and having a child with anxiety myself and us talking about how his his like fear of what the unknown of what's going to happen um makes him feel unsettled that's you know that's anxiety and so any change that you know is going to be happening would just really need to be met with or preceded by constant talking about it. Constant mm -hmm. talking about it. What does it mean? What's going to change exactly? How are we going to be different? How are we going to be the same? What's still going to be comforting and comfortable for me um, when I'm having to stretch myself because of these changes? So um, yeah, that's just 
that's just in general with any <laughs> any kind of change. Um, but if you know, if you want a specific yes or no as to whether or not you should do a particular thing, we could we could ask ask Neil for any guidance from Spirit. I'm getting a no that this isn't the right time for a really big change. That doesn't mean that that, that could never happen, mm -hmm. just maybe not immediately. That's, that's reassuring though. It's less pressure that way. <laughs> yeah, so, I think that's a lot to, to start focusing on. And I mean, maybe that's, maybe that's what I'm supposed to do instead of some big change, like maybe this mm -hmm. first. And it's really mm -hmm. all very reassuring and helpful. I like that. Mm -hmm. I like that. See if you can do a, these few little things to create more organization and more safety within his body. Yes. Yeah. I feel like a domino effect from that feeling. It's always a domino effect. Good or bad, it's always a domino effect. <laughs> right. So it's up to us to choose how to make it good dominoes. <laughs> good point. <laughs> Thank you for being here, Jennifer, and being open to these beautiful messages. I really enjoy sharing my intuitive gifts with other special needs parents to help them get clarity too. Listen to what Wendy had to say after our session, talking about her young adult son's future. I always use the analogy that I'm in the picture. I can't see the picture. Do you know what I mean? So it's always nice to have someone else tapping in to the energy that is our dynamic because I can't read it correctly. Um, I'm way too biased. There's too much fear and worry and gunk going on. So um, to just kind of have a vessel of clarity, such as yourself, I think it's good. Feel free to message me if you'd like more information on how to work with me like this. All the ways to connect with me are coming up next, and the links are in the show notes. Reminder that this is the last episode in season one of Changing Your Dreams. I'll be back in August. Thank you for being here. If you want to learn more about how to take care of yourself along your parenting journey or how you can better support those special needs parents in your life, you can follow me on social media, Lara Kitts on Facebook and at Lara.Kitts on Instagram. And that is spelled L-A-R-A-K-I-T-T-S. I also have a blog on my website that's worth subscribing to. Check it out at LaraKitts.com. Until next time, Take care of yourself.